0: Good morning, I'm Paul.
1: And I'm Wyatt.
0: And this is Father-Son 49ers Talk. And today we're going to do a preview of the San Francisco 49ers and Lions game, which we're going to have this weekend, right Wyatt? Yeah. And before we before we kind of get into that, one of the things that we didn't talk about last, or what was it? It was uh, Tuesday that we went through and yeah, the Robin. last podcast, was we didn't talk about the projection. So we talked a little bit about the fact that we lost, but you predicted us to win and I predicted us to lose. And I think we both predicted the 49ers to win this Lions game coming up, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. If I remember that we did.
0: And that looks pretty good at this point. However, you look ahead and we both predicted us to win. I have to look back. Did we predict to beat the chiefs? Nope, we said We, we said we were going to lose against the Chiefs and we were going to beat the Chargers.
1: Yeah, I think that might have been it.
0: Oh, no, it was the reverse. We were going to beat the Chiefs and lose the Chargers. That's what I said. But then the Chiefs are looking good, so I don't know. We're going to have to look into that and we're going to have to talk about that more next week. But we're going to go in and talk a little bit about this game coming up this weekend, which we do have the Lions. And, man, there is a lot of news around the Lions right now. And it is mostly about Matt Patricia and the culture they have going on at the Lions right now and how he has already lost the locker room.
1: He's losing his relationship with the players.
0: Yeah, and that kind of started, that really started like week one of him coming to the Lions. Of course, he had that scandal in the off season as well, which may have ruined his credibility just a little bit as they come in. But, you know, we, we can't confirm or deny. We don't have insiders inside the locker room letting us know. So the only thing that we can do is speculate on what's, what is in the news. And what I will say is this, is that the Lions looked really, really bad this week. And they looked like there was some pretty bad coaching going on as far as the Lions. They've been a perennial playoff contender. They've been in that hunt with nine, ten wins every year. Last night, or not last night, but this last week, they just did not look good.
1: No, they don't look like the same team they have the past years.
0: Yeah, so let's start off talking about the Lions defense at this point. So, is there anything within the Lions defense that you want to, are there any players that you're going to watch, or is there anything that you're afraid of? Is there any players that you think we may need to avoid?
1: Not really. There's not a whole lot going on in the Lions' defense, from what I saw.
0: Yeah, they have it's some pretty decent. Yeah, they have some pretty maybe. decent DBs that are pretty high profile. So we may have to avoid a couple of their DBs, and that's that's kind of an interesting dynamic there. But the one thing that really caught my eye when I looked at this roster was Ricky Jean Francois, and I know that you may not remember fully because you were a little bit younger at the time but he was a big name for the san francisco 49ers he was on our defense
1: yeah i don't know <laughs> how long ago was it
0: he played back in the harbaugh era
1: okay yeah i don't remember much rosters except for Crabtree and stuff going on like that
0: yeah so ricky j francois he he was a pretty big name for us he was never like a, an elite player type player, but he was just that solid defensive lineman back there, and he played a lot of snaps for us. And I actually kind of liked him. Now I I don't think that he's going to be much of a a hurdle for us this game. I don't think that he's quite the same player that he was when he played for us. The other name that I really kind of caught my eye was Ezekiel Anshaw Anshaw. I always mess yeah, up. Yeah,
1: I, I was looking at him as well. But...
0: Ansaw is a defensive lineman, and the, the reason why it's kind of a big name for us, and the reason why it caught my eye, is because he was the pass rusher this offseason that everybody thought that we should sign. He's a yeah, so he's a pass rusher that came in. I really wasn't a big fan of him. One of the big reasons is that well, first of all, he's really only had one big year that for as a good pass rusher, and that was last year. He's getting eighteen million this year. But he only had one good year and he's really injury prone. And guess what? He's questionable for the game with a shoulder injury. He may not play. So I'm I just I'm really glad that we didn't sign him. I'm really glad that we didn't bite off and give him, you know, 18 million a year, 19 million a year for a player that we're just not confident is going to be that perennial pass rusher that we need on our defense. So for the Lions defense, I think for the most part, they're reeling. And I'm not super concerned about The defense in general I think that we're going to be able to come out And execute our game plan against them Those are the two players that kind of caught my eye And they do have a pretty decent DB core So they have some pretty uh, decent Cornerbacks out there and safety So we need to be a little bit careful And there's a chance that Jimmy Garoppolo could end up Throwing a couple interceptions And we'll talk about our offense here in just a little bit So for the Lions offense, Wyatt What are you concerned about in the Lions offense?
1: One name there's one guy that I want to shut down, and that's Golden Tate.
0: Golden Tate, okay.
1: But I yeah. want him to get shut down, but I don't want him to get shut down. Oh, because
0: you, for fantasy reasons. So you want him yeah. to get like? I want
1: like, him to um... like. I wanted. I to get like yards, and maybe like the Lions score two touchdowns, and he catch both of them, maybe.
0: You know, something like yeah. that would be nice. But only if we score more than two touchdowns.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're scoring like four, though.
0: Okay. We're scoring four touchdowns. I like that. I like where that's going. Yeah, and that's actually what I wrote. I didn't actually write Golden Tate. I wrote the wide receiver core. I think that the Lions actually have a pretty solid wide receiver core. They have Golden Tate. Yeah. They have Marvin, Marvin Jones. Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are like, Gall- very good. Galladay. Yeah. So the, and they obviously have um, Stafford as well. So between Stafford and their wide receiver course, there's a chance that their their running game was horrible last week. And we, we went up against a pretty decent run offense in the Vikings, and we held them under 100 yards. I think we actually held them under 90 yards. And so there's a chance that the Lions just look at this game and say, you know what, we're just going to try and pass on these guys, and we're going to challenge Richard Sherman coming back from injury. We're going to challenge Aquila Witherspoon as a second year kind of later round draft pick that, that has come onto the scene as maybe a number one type number two talent in that position. And we're just going to test that semi-unproven backfield that the 49ers have. So I, I think that that's going to be the passing game is going to be what we need to watch with them. And with Stafford, Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, I mean, you just never know what could happen with them. They could come out and they could throw on us for 300 yards and get three touchdowns. Okay, so for the San Francisco 49ers, let's talk about the defense. So let's get into a little bit about our game plan and our team. So for the defense, Wyatt, what defensive players are you excited to watch in this game?
1: Well, they, it goes with you saying they have a really good wide receiver core. And I agree with that. So I'm excited to probably watch Witherspoon and then Richard Sherman. I want to see what happens if we go a little bit of man-to-man with them. I want want to see that happen. Some man-to-man matchups with Tate and Witherspoon or Tate and Sherman.
0: Yeah, I think that that's going to be definitely something to watch. It's going to be our DBs versus their wide receivers because they have a pretty talented wide receiver core. This could be a, a real test and challenge for us. I mean, of course, last week we went up against a pretty good wide receiving core as well, and Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs. And not, to be honest, I mean, they they were effective. They were effective against us. We had a good, a good game, and I think our defense definitely surprised us and came out and really played a, a phenomenal game against the Vikings. But that is going to be a challenge for us 100%. So I'm going to take a little different approach on that. I have two players that I'm really excited to watch, and that is going to be Eric Armstead and Fred Warner. And with Eric Armstead, he's, he's one of these players that we weren't really sure if the Niners were going to take him. We had a fifth-year option on Eric Armstead because he was a, our first-round draft pick a few years back. And we, we picked up the fifth-year option, but nobody really knew if we were going to because he's kind of been a disappointment as a first-round pick. And we drafted Solomon Thomas. And Solomon Thomas was our first-round draft pick, of course, last year. And Solomon Thomas was kind of scheduled to take over a lot on the defensive line and kind of come in and be that second guy on the line next to DeForest Buckner. But he just hasn't played out. And last week was kind of eye-opening. And Eric Armstead, who we were potentially thinking was going to get phased out this year, had 59 snaps last week on defense, while Solomon Thomas only had 35. And Eric Armstead looked good as an in, inside pass rusher. And, of course, that's not why we picked him up. We didn't want him to be an inside pass rusher, but he's looked good in that role. So I'm really excited to see what happens with Eric Armstead and how well he plays against a really not very good offensive line, a Lions offensive line. And then with Fred Warner last week, of course, we, we don't have Reuben Foster this week. This is the last week we're going to be without him now due to the suspension now that's not the last week probably gonna be without him in general because he has a little bit of history of hurting himself as he tackles he's kind of a a defensive missile he hurts himself he hurts uh fellow players he hurts other players he just uh, we'll see what happens
1: it's like a rocket coming at you you see that and you're like oh crap
0: yeah he hits hard he really does so I'm willing to bet that there's a game or two in this season that we're without him again. But, I mean, man, it, we're really looking good with Fred Warner and Reuben Foster. It's a little bit reminiscent of the whole Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman days where you have two, two linebackers that just don't have to be replaced because they can stand up against the run and they are very effective against the pass. And I think that we're building that with those two. Uh, linebackers, and I think they really got a phenomenal pick in the third round with Fred Warner. Yeah. Okay, so then for the offense, Wyatt. So, what offensive players are you excited to watch?
1: I mean, I'm I'm excited to watch to see if um am really it comes down to if Marquise Goodwin starts. I really want to see Marquise Goodwin have a good game. Like we didn't get to see it last week. I, I I'm just excited to see him and Marquise Goodwin come out this year and do something.
0: Well, that actually leads me to another question that I had, which is, should we e- even start Marquise Goodwin? Marquise Goodwin, of course, has the, the deep um, thigh <laughs> bruise, right?
1: Excuse me. Uh, the quad yeah.
0: bruise. It's a quad, I believe. So deep quad bruise. And, you know, he, he's questionable to come into the game, but we have Dante Pettis. So do we need to risk Goodwin in this game? Should we start Goodwin or should we start Pettis? See if we can get up a few touchdowns and if we even need to put Goodwin in the game and risk him to injury further in this game. What do you think? Should we go with the rookie wide receiver who had the touchdown, who had a promising game, two catches for like, it was like 62 yards and a touchdown last week. And maybe he can get more this week. And if we do well with Pettis, do we even put Goodwin in the game?
1: You see, and that's why I'm questionable to see about the Goodwin thing. Because I personally want to say yes, but no. I don't think we do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we definitely... Dante just...
1: Pettis. I mean, it, it's not like Don, It's not like we don't have another guy to put in that that is good. Because Dante Pettis really showed something. He had two, or it was one reception in the red zone. He had two attempts to him. it just, I don't know, he looked good. I feel like there needs to be a little bit more connection between him and though, because I could see him taking a few snaps from them in the general.
0: Yeah, he's I think he's taking
1: snaps from Goodwin in general. I don't think well, it's gonna be more the like Garcon that he takes snaps from because garstone's a different type of player. But
0: well, they have they actually have Pettis running in every single one of the positions. I think that in the interview they had this year, they, I mean, you have your two wide receivers in your slot, and he's running all three positions. They called it X uh, the X F and Z I think is what they call the three positions for the 49ers offense is what is what uh, Shanahan was saying in the press conference this week. Mm-hmm. but so he's, he's going to take snaps from everybody I don't know that he takes snaps from Goodwin. I think that he's going to take snaps from Trent Taylor and Pierre Gosson. those are the two those are the two wide receivers he's going to take snaps from probably not Goodwin when Goodwin's healthy. that's what I would predict. But yeah, I think that that's absolutely... You were talking about Goodwin. I'm super excited to see Goodwin come out. I really am. And I, I want to see him. You know, I mean, I I have a lot of shares of Goodwin in my fantasy football leagues. And I really believe in Goodwin. And I'm like, yeah, go Goodwin. But it definitely, I think that this game, if we can win without him, I think that's probably what we should try to do.
1: Yeah, just for the team's sake.
0: Mm-hmm, Yeah. And then, as far as the rest of the offense, oh, go ahead.
1: I'm solely keeping him healthy.
0: Mm-hmm. See, I think a big for, for the rest
1: of the offense, I'm yep. cutting
0: you off. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> I think for the rest of the offense, the you know with the run game, and it's going to be interesting to see. Do we try and get Alfred Morris and Matt Breida back on track and trying to establish that run game with them going forward? And you also have Jimmy Garoppolo. So this is going to be a big game for Jimmy Garoppolo. He had a not so great game last week. And there are some people that are starting to question, is Jimmy Garoppolo the truth or is he not? I think he is the truth. I think it's a little bit early. You don't want to, the guy had a bad game and it wasn't even really that bad of a game. I mean, he had three interceptions, that's bad. But as far as the rest of the game, he went out and he had some good throws and he was doing a couple of good things. And I think that he's going to have a rebound this week. And I think between what has to happen is Jimmy Garoppolo has to have a decent game. He has to go out and he has to move, make this offense move. We have our wide receivers. They have to come out and play well. Absolutely have to play well and catch the ball. They have to catch the ball. Jimmy Garoppolo has to stop thrown behind people and the wide receivers have to make the catches when they hit their hands. Just period. Mm-hmm. Then Kittle Kittle could have a potentially phenomenal game. I've I've heard that the Lions are not very good against tight ends, and if Kittle, I think he could have a touchdown and a hundred yards, and I I think he'll probably lead the the offense in receptions again.
1: But if you go with me, I say Kittle Kittle might lead the re, lead in receptions anyway. I can see that happening. Him turning into not it not being Goodwin the number one guy, but I could see Kittle maybe potentially taking that kind of number one status away from Goodwin, even though he's a tight end.
0: So are, is this a hot take? Are you saying that Kittle's the next Travis Kelsey? I won't say Gronk, that's a little bit intense right now, but next Travis Kelsey?
1: I think saying Kittle's the next Travis Kelsey is a little bit jumpy.
0: If he's going to take over as the number one wide receiver on the team, number one receiver on the team.
1: I still say it's a little bit jumpy to say he's a Travis Kelsey.
0: Okay, okay. I'm just checking. You check.
1: yeah, I think that's a little bit jumping out there. but
0: You got to check to keep it in line.
1: The pure fact of,
0: I don't know, it's just. I think we realize right now who is the optimist and who is the realist in this relationship here. And I'm the optimist because I'm like, yes, he's the next Travis Kelsey. Yeah, draft him in every league, first round. No, I'm I'm just joking. Don't draft Travis Kelsey or uh, (laughs) Kittle in the first round. You can't draft any. Well, there probably are some draft leagues going on right now. But and I was like, we're gonna beat, we're gonna beat the Vikings. And you're like, hold on, we're good, but we're not that good. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. I didn't quite say like that, but you know, you know. So I'm the the hyped up 49ers fan. and it's you're,
1: exactly
0: yeah, and you're sitting there going, "Hold on, wait a minute." Uh, so I think it, that's pretty funny as we go through. That, that's that's ended up being a pretty unique dynamic, and I think that we've kind of been like that in general. But I'm yeah, definitely, a, like, yeah, I'm definitely a, a little it's bit. It's
1: gonna happen.
0: Yeah, it's gonna happen. Nah, I, there's there's some realism. I really did think we were gonna see all that Vikings game, and. I, I know that the Vikings are a better team than us. I just really felt that we were going to have a game plan to come in and beat the the Vikings. And I, I think we did have that game plan, and we just weren't able to execute it. There was just a couple we plays had, that
1: have... And it's not like we didn't get the opportunities. Because mm-hmm. we got all the opportunities in the world to do it.
0: Yeah, and that's we just should, the point. We should
1: have won that game.
0: Yeah, and that's the point, is that as we go through, we we could have won that game. Though so, and I but this week, if we don't win this game this week, Wyatt, there's gonna be some real questions. Were we overhyped? Is Jimmy Garoppolo really the guy? If we lose to the Lions, this is this is actually a pretty serious game. I mean, when you look ahead, our next two opponents are the Chiefs and the Chargers, and it is realistic to see us come out of both of those games without a win.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't mean
0: I wouldn't be surprised to see I don't think it. we're going to lose. I wouldn't be
1: surprised. I don't think we're going to lose to the Chargers. Chiefs that that'll be an interesting game
0: to watch. But. but let's say that we don't beat the Chiefs or Chargers. I mean, you're looking at a really interesting week 2 right now. Because if we don't beat the Lions, then we could be 0 and 4 potentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are two tough games. They really are tough games. So we have to win this game. This is a must win for the 49ers. The 49ers have to come out. They have to show the NFL and other, other teams that they can come back from a loss like that and execute 100%. I don't
1: want it to be like, I don't, I mean, I'd rather watch a close game, but I don't want it to be like a close neck and neck game with the Lions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think to truly prove ourselves, we need to come out and win the game with ease.
0: Yeah, so I mean, that kind of brings us into one of the questions I wanted to talk to you about, Wyatt, which is, you know, are you worried about our offense in this game?
1: I will say I am worried about the run game a little bit, slightly. Without McKinnon there, it really switches the run game. And I feel like to be that team that we're looking to be, you can't be a pass it is a passing league but you can't not have much for run you've got to be able to have a combination of
0: both Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely you got to have the run you got to establish that that play action as you come through and it really is going to be interesting to see if the 49ers can come out and just establish that run game so hopefully they can hopefully we'll be able to but uh we'll see what happens Okay, Wyatt, I think that we, we covered our offense, our defense. Is there anything else you want to talk or any questions you have for me?
1: Not really. We kind of covered it all right there.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're definitely excited to see this game come out. And as we talked about, you know, I mean, the Lions are reeling. I mean, you even, I was listening to a bunch of podcasts with uh, people from the Lions talking, and inside that organization, well, really inside that fan base, there's a lot of concern. They are worried. They are expecting to lose this game. The majority of the Lions fans are expecting to lose this game. And on their book, this is a winnable game. This is a winnable game for them. We're, we're a, a new young team with unproven offensive weapons as far as even at quarterback. I mean, quarterbacks are star, but he's, Jimmy Garoppolo is unproven. We have wide receivers that nobody knows, nobody understands. And one of the really interesting things is They've that – uh, Oh, mean- go ahead.
1: I was gonna say they've got a powerful wide receiver core. And we've got Richard Sherman coming off an injury, and Witherspoon having to prove himself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So our defense, we have some DBs on our defense that are unproven, and they have they have a talented wide receiver core with a proven quarterback. Now you, you would think that that veteran that veteran quarterback with the with a very talented wide receiver core could come in and take advantage of a young and building defensive backfield defensive dbs and safeties except for obviously an injured richard sherman and yeah you think that they could take advantage of that and even more than that though you go in and you start talking about our offense and who i mean kittle who's kittle nobody knows who kittle is nobody knows they they know goodwin as a really just a speed guy with that doesn't isn't able to run any other routes besides goes down the field we have Dante Pettis, who was a really a not very well known second round wide receiver.
1: A guy and, that has hands.
0: Yeah. And Pierre Grosson is just somebody who's old. You know, he's an old wide receiver that isn't really you know, was was really never a number one. Uh he he had a couple really good years, but he he isn't at that Julio Jones level. So I mean, we have a bunch of unproven weapons. And oh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, I meant to talk about in the last podcast. Is, you know, when we played the Lions, I think that as we play this year, other teams are going to start to recognize those names. Because I, I have a coworker who's a Vikings fan. And when I came into work, he was like, he looked at me and he said, who is this Kittle guy? And Kittle, uh, and on your defense, who is DeForest Buckner? That guy is good. And so you start to look. Right. And as they play these names that we know as Niners fans and we think are our talents are the really... guys
1: on the team.
0: Yeah. Phenomenal start like,
1: Who are these guys?
0: Yeah. I mean, they watched him. And he was like, I don't know who Divorce Buckner is, but that guy's a star. People are going to know about him. And then Kittle, he came in and he asked me, he's like, did you expect that from Kittle? And I said, yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. I expected that from Kittle. And I had him in all my leagues. And I had him starting in all my leagues. Except one. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know, and that was...
1: That, that league that you don't have, I have him. So I have him one league.
0: Mm-hmm. And that was where we're coming in. I mean, the Niners fans, we knew about him. And I think people are going to start to learn about our our guys. Our guys. This is the year that we start to establish that. Now, Garoppolo has to establish himself. Everybody knows who he is. But he has to come out he has to prove to people that we're going to win this game. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Well, why I think that's all we have for this podcast, and I hope that you have a good day at school. You're getting ready to head out to school, and you got to get ready, and I got to get ready for work, so love you, Wyatt. Love you, Dad. Bye, everybody.